1: breaking news just coming in to tennis channel as we get ready for tennis channel live naomi osaka has withdrawn from wimbledon she says she will take some personal time with friends and family and get herself ready for the tokyo olympics and really looks forward to competing in front of her home fans so again naomi osaka out from playing wimbledon in 2021 what a way to start tennis channel live Hit the ground running here at our Tennis Channel studios as we get ourselves all situated on the grass this week ahead of Wimbledon, which commences in just about 11 days' time at the All England Lawn and Tennis Club. No fans right now, but expecting 50% capacity to start moving up towards 100 on finals weekend. And here's what's coming up on the show. Uh, Naomi Osaka news, similar to the Rafa Nadal news, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Sebastian Corda continues to climb up the rankings with impressive showings on the grass. And our friend John Wertheim will join us to talk about, amongst other things, his brand new book, which is just out called Glory Days. And welcome, everyone, to Tennis Channel Live here in our Santa Monica studios. I'm Russ Thaler, Hall of Famer, former world number one, Tracy Austin, and uh, Paul Anacone as well. And the big news, I mean, we're mm. just digesting it, is Naomi Osaka's out from Wimbledon. What's your reaction?
2: Only a minute ago, a minute or two ago. And I got to tell you, not a huge surprise. She's not really comfortable on grass, not a favorite surface, had no lead-up matches going into Wimbledon. But I think one thing that has to have gone into her decision is, obviously, she's not liking to go into press conferences right now. And, Paul, is there ever a tougher press than the British press? I mean, Mm -hmm. they are so tough on you. Every morning after You play a match, there's seven tabloids that talk about your match. So this might be a really good idea for Naomi Osaka because she's not feeling comfortable with the press right now. And also we know how important the Olympics are for Naomi, which sure, just about a couple of weeks after Wimbledon finishes in Tokyo, Uh, I think she's really targeting that.
3: Yeah, it's a big, big can of worms that we've all been talking about, right? The emotional health and the mental health of players that she Made us very aware of during the paris trip and we 've talked a lot about it and look she 's trying to figure it out she 's in her process she 's got to figure out the best way to get to that place for her emotionally where she feels comfortable and most first and foremost is uh, the health of every player and their well being so Look, let's just hope this is a little blip on the radar. We know what she wants to do at the Olympics. We know that's a priority for her. But first things first, take care of yourself, get everything well, and uh, get everything in order, and then go from there. Tennis will take care of itself.
1: I know. I, for one, am looking forward to seeing Naomi compete at the Olympics in Tokyo. We won't have that same opportunity for Rafa Nadal. Earlier today, Rafa Nadal announcing that he's not going to play Wimbledon or the Olympics. He's listening to his body, thinking long-term it's going to skip the grass court season and the Olympics and just start the engines back up on the hard courts.
2: Yeah, and I don't think that's really a surprise either. I think the final at the French, so heartbreaking for Rafa. That's really where he targets his whole year to win the French, and then anything else beyond that is gravy for him. And again, because this year, because of the, the French Open condensed just two weeks between the French and Wimbledon, kind of like the old schedule was, and he's now 35 years old, wasn't going to have a match on grass. I, I wasn't surprised by, by that as well.
3: Yeah, I just think with the players, you know, the Nadals and the Federers and the Serenas, one of the hardest thing for them as they get older is to periodize their schedule and figure out when can I play my best, where do I have my best opportunity. When you combine that with Rafa with the tough loss to Novak in the semifinals and the two weeks that you talked about now instead of three weeks, there's a lot of things that go on when they're trying to evaluate that, and no great player wants to miss any major event. Uh, but for Rafa, I think coming off of that loss to Novak, the fact that there is two weeks, the fact that uh, probably Wimbledon is the least likely place he's going to win another major, he's like, let me get a breather, let me get my body ready, and let me push hard this summer. It makes sense.
1: Well, Somebody we will see at Wimbledon, who, who plays her best tennis on the grass, is Venus Williams' And a happy birthday to Queen V, 41 years young today. That's Venus.
2: incredible. She has been going since she was 14 amazing. years old. That That's was amazing. the first time we saw her in Oakland, and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. So happy birthday, V. Keep on chugging. She, her favorite tournament right around the Coming corner up. where she got Coming a wild up, card. Venus. No Wimbledon. doubt.
1: She's in as a wild card at Wimbledon. All right, let's talk about the actual matches on the court that are going on. Look, another guy who's coming back, working on the body. Andy Murray won his first-round match. Now he gets the number-one seed, Matteo Berrettini, in round two.
2: Yeah, Murray looked so sharp in his opening round, but it was a big jump up against Berrettini in the second round. Berrettini actually faced a couple of break points early stages, but he powered down some huge serves. And then once he got the forehand going, once he got the huge serve going, he really overpowered Andy and just outplayed him. I mean, Andy... Good news, Paul, I thought, was that he seemed to move pretty well. Bad news, he didn't have enough in his game to hurt Berrettini. You know, Andy plays so well on this surface. He's such a natural grass quarter. Good feel, but he didn't have enough depth, enough power, and it was Berrettini who just seemed to have more of an all-court game. And he's been playing well this spring.
3: Yeah, too much power. It's a tough style match at the near match point. That sums it up. Big serve and then the big forehand. That's what we saw from Berrettini all day. And the guy is brutal to play against. The guy hasn't
1: been in the top ten for the last year and a half for nothing. is the number one seed, ranked ninth in the world. And he is into the quarterfinals with a straight set win. Three and three over Andy Murray. And here's a look at the stats from this match.
3: Well, it's it's not. There's not a lot between them. The 83% first serve ones for Berrettini. That is a big, big issue because Andy only won 63%. You see that Berrettini broke. Uh, broke three times and saved all three of the break points that he faced. So, really, this was about uh, the big hitter, the big Italian hitter that kind of took the racket out of Andy Murray's hand. He did a great job. Look at that, 14 aces. And, Tracy, he's fun to watch, this kid. Don't don't forget about him, not only the rest of this week, but during Wimbledon.
1: So let's hear from Andy Murray from after the match.
4: I think I made some good moves on the court Um but my tennis today was was, uh, was not not very good, um, and yeah, that's that's the thing that, that I'll need to uh, need to improve the most. Um, rather than I think the actual like you know like the movement around the court, and then obviously try and get you know there's still yeah. some slight niggle in the, 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 the groin, and um, try to get rid of that discomfort between now and um, between now and Wimbledon.
1: That's a, maybe a little
3: concern.
4: He's got a little niggle there I did the like groin.
1: to
3: hear that mm, part of it. For you a know? guy
2: who needs his movement. I mean, yeah. that's one of his biggest assets, his great feel to move the ball around the court. But he relies on the wheels. So let's
1: hope it's just a little niggle. Yep. And, and then moving on to Wimbledon for Andy Murray. Moving on to Holland, Germany for us. Because there is an American on the rise. His name is Sebastian Korda. And boy, he... Picked up another really nice scalp today.
3: He is fun to watch, boy. So much composure from this youngster. Started off in a bad way. It was really interesting for me because Tracy, guess what? I got jet lagged, so I was up in the middle of the night <laughs> watching this match, which was a which was a bonus because it was great tennis to see. But the first set. Sebastian Corda only won about 50% of his serve points, and that was a problem. Kanesha Korda is a great returner, but again, composure for Korda. Did a great job in the second set, getting back in, and didn't get broken after the first set. How about the topspin lob to break to go up 6-5 in the third and then serve it out? This kid's composure never ceases to amaze me, really getting better by leaps and bounds and just the beginning for him. So
1: Roberto Batista Agu in round one, top ten player. Kane Nishikori in the second round. What's the ceiling for this young guy? He's just 20 years old, Sebastian Gord. The
2: eventual ceiling, I think, is number one in the world. I'm wow. starting to be convinced now. I mean, this guy, he elevates on the big moments. That break point, the lob, you're full of nerves. You, he's been watching Katie Nishikori on TV since he was a little boy. And now he goes out there and so calm, cool, collected. His game is so complete. He's so strong. He's so balanced. Having a dad who was former number two in the world, he has really gone about it systematically to build a complete player.
3: Yeah, and and he is. I mean, look, he's a great player. I would say I won't be as bold as Tracy. She's much gutsier than I am, Russ. I'm (laughs) going to be way more chicken than her. But I'll I'll give him a top ten, and then from there, who knows what can happen. I think he's a top ten player. He is so sound. The biggest thing that resonates with me, Tracy, is he's so composed, like you said. He can deal with adversities like he's been there for ten years. And for me, that's going to go a long, long way. Well, oh, he's already cover boy. Sebastian Corda is, is on Wait, the cover of uh, the latest <laughs>
1: tennis magazine. How does he well, do he's that? He's special. He's well, special. Paul. You know what? It's, I
2: read that last night, yeah. and it talks about all the young players. So pick it up if you want to know everything that's coming your way. In- or
3: right. if you don't, just call Tracy and she'll tell you. She'll tell you. H four. Right. It'll, it'll be on Cameo. <laughs> it'll only cost you a hundred bucks. What jumps, guys guys <laughs> what jumps out at you guys? What jumps out at you guys in this? Come on, Tracy, give us a call. I, give some, give us I a got one, but I'm going to leave it for Tracy.
2: Ah, I'm going to go with fear of losing. I mean, we haven't even talked about that. And Umber, the lefty on grass, that would be very difficult to handle. And the fact that it took three sets, but he played a phenomenal match to get through and get
1: the win. And the fact that Umber is going to play quarter next is even cooler. That should be a lot fun to watch, uh, a whole lot of fun to watch. Hey, let's get back to uh more tennis from earlier today. The women in Berlin. And how about another American on the rise? Jesse Pagula. 24 wins already in 2021 coming into this match with Carolina
3: Pliskova. Yeah, this one surprised me a little bit because Pliskova hits the ball so big, serves so well. I didn't know if Pagula would handle her pace. But Tracy really impressed with her ability to use variety Smails like Pagula. that, use some drop shots, use the power against Pushkova and it was really impressive to see that Pagula didn't get that nervous. She's feeling more and more comfortable in these big matches. It's been a great year for her, and it just continues to roll. What a terrific win on grass.
0: have
2: no problem neutralizing the power from drawing Pliskova forward.
1: And Pagula now 4-0 oh this year against Pliskova.
2: I guess I felt comfortable, but I was definitely more...
3: Worried today because um, obviously it's grass and she serves really well. So I thought, honestly, um, yeah, it was just a new match. I try not to think about the other matches, but also, yeah, try to keep the same strategies I could um, coming out here today. So I felt comfortable with that.
1: 25 wins on tour in 21. O- only Ash Barty with 28, and then uh, Sabalenka with 27.
2: This is an unbelievable story, a really good feel-good story. And I think some players that are coming up that may not be stars as juniors and stars at 20, really all they need to look at is Jesse Pagula. She's worked very hard, and she's starting her game's starting to come together.
3: Yeah, there's not a way. There's lots of ways. So just be patient, figure yours out, and you'll get there. All right. So let's check in on more of the
1: scores this time. From the women. And what stands out to you, Paul, since oh you put man, it on You put
3: me on the spot. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just wanted to throw it at Tracy. Now I got to do it. Look, I'm going to go with the obvious one Kerber losing three and five. That's a tough loss to Azarenka. The reason I think, Tracy, is Kerber is really, really rough on grass. She needs to get some confidence. I thought this was a great week for Angelique Kerber to have a big week. Vika had something to say about that.
2: Yeah, and Kerber had 3-1 and 5-3 in that second set. And Azarenka, surprisingly, 10-1 against Kerber. The other match that was interesting to me, Jabur over Fernandez. Fernandez, this was her first grass court tournament on any level, and she's still (laughs) playing so well. Look out for that young Canadian.
1: We've seen some great tennis this week, and it only gets better because all the quarterfinals and all four events that we cover are now set, and that begins early tomorrow on Tennis Channel. We got a lot more to get to here on Tennis Channel Live, including our colleague John Wertheim, who does J well, a little Look bit more him. than just appearing on Look Tennis at Channel. How handsome, he, he is. wrote a book. Oh my! We'll goodness. talk about it when we come back. Well, the all-new Tennis.com is more than just a website; it's your home for the entire sport. You can get breaking news, real-time match scores, player profiles, and a whole lot more. All in one place, you can log on now at tennis.com or download the new tennis app for all your devices. One of the things you can get right now on tennis.com are well tips for your volleys from Martina Navratilova on Tennis Channel Academy. That and that's pretty good tips, I would think.
2: That's always a great idea. I still <laughs> yeah. think she is the best volleyer in women's tennis at her age, into her 60s.
3: Maybe the best volleyer in men's and women's <laughs> ever. Yeah, ever. Could be probably including right now. Yes. Could, could be look, Martina. Back in 1984,
1: went on a, a record 74-match win streak. Amazing. That's an open record. That's just one of like a bazillion things that happened in the summer of 1984. And our colleague John Wertheim joins us now via Skype. Whoa! Here's <laughs> <Johnny. laughs> <There's> the <laughs> They just sprung that on all of us. You got a new book out, John, called uh, called
3: Glory Days, and it's about those 90 days in the summer of 1984 paul yeah tell i was you know i got it first of all you owe me dinner because i got my audio book rolling this morning on my way to work so i got i got through the first chapter which is i love how you put all the different components of sports and life together in this it was really a good one i even bought the hard copy i'm going to make you sign it but you're going to have to find for paul extra but look seriously with your 47 jobs when did you have time to write this and what was the inspiration
4: Oh, come on. It was a, it was a labor of love. Um, it was started out as a bit about Michael Jordan in 1984. Then the more I realized it, the more I realized what a crazy summer this was. And uh, it's Jordan, it, it's Bird and Magic playing in the NBA Finals for the first time. There's an Olympics. There's Wayne Gretzky wins his first Stanley Cup, but also tennis. Tennis looms large. You mentioned Martina. She had a 74-match win streak, as, as Russ says. We also had John McEnroe win. 82-3 and three that year. We had Super Saturday. We had Chrissy and Martina. We had McEnroe losing at the French Open and then recovering to win Wimbledon. Uh, a lot happened that summer. A lot happened in tennis as well that summer, and uh, I was, it was fun to add tennis to the mix.
1: John, it feels like we could be setting up for the summer of Novak here with the Golden Slam in the offing for Novak Djokovic. Have we reached the point like we did with Serena and some other players at some point where it's Novak versus the field and who you got?
4: I think we're, uh, we are getting to that point. And so, someone said, uh, well, you know, now he's going to grass and uh, that, that might be his worst surface, isn't it? And you sort of think, well, he's he's probably best on hard courts, but you know, he is the multiple defending champion and we're, we're going to Wimbledon. He's, he's done pretty well at Wimbledon too. And I think that uh, the news of, of Nadal today only helps his chances. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy when there are 128 players in the draw that we think in these terms, but I'm almost inclined to take Novak Djokovic, and then all of a sudden you say, well, wait, if he wins Wimbledon, what's left? He's got an Olympics, and he's got a U.S. Open. So, um, you know, it's a long way to go, but so far it's very much looking like uh, Novak's year.
2: And, John, we've had such breaking news today. Osaka out of Wimbledon and Nadal out of Wimbledon and the Olympics. The Wimbledon just 11 days away. What are some of the other storylines you're keeping your eye on?
4: I think, uh, and you guys referenced it in, in the earlier segment. I mean, I, I think this two-week difference, which is, of course, what we used to have, but now we, we went, we moved to three. I think the fact that we lost a week between the French and Wimbledon, I, I think is really relevant. I think we're all waiting to see if, if the 39-year-olds can, uh, c- can get back in the winner's circle. I also think, you know, th- this is a big opportunity for other players. We, we say this at, at every major, but it doesn't make it less so big opportunity for other players. And we, we nearly saw it in Paris with Sitzipas barely, uh, you know, barely four days ago, hard to believe. And, uh, big opportunities for uh, for young players at Wimbledon as well.
3: You know, one of the things that I've been looking at John is uh, is the fields and now people are pulling out, you're not sure who's going to be where. The only good thing about Rafa not being at Wimbledon is he and Novak won't be in the same side of the draw. That's the only good thing. <laughs> Other than that, it's all bad news. But as far as the women are concerned, the fact that it's really open, do you have a favorite, number 1, number 2 because there's going to be 50% fans and then 100% at the end, who's that going to
4: help? That's a great question, and I think uh, one thing that's been interesting about these last 15 months is we are we are seeing what players thrive on the fans, what players need the fans. Some players have really had dramatic tailoffs, and you wonder if it isn't because they've had a hard time adjusting. You know, they're performers, and when you are a performer and you don't have fans cheering you on, that impacts some players. As far as favorites go, I I still really like Ash Barty, and I've just I've been so impressed by her, and I think her game translates well to grass. We'll see. Uh, Injury obviously sort of scuttled her her French Open run, but but I like her, and then I I still am on board with Serena Williams, and a lot has to go right for her to win at this stage, but a lot can go right. And I know she she didn't come back between the two events; she went right to Nice after the uh, the French Open to play on grass, and I still think if Serena's going to win that twenty fourth, grass is probably the place where she's going to do it.
1: All right, John, we're going to see you in eleven days on our coverage from Wimbledon. But in the meantime, enjoy the press tour. I know self-promotion isn't exactly (laughs) the most fun thing for you, but the book called Glory Days about the summer of 1984 and the 90 days that changed sports and culture forever. Bravo, John. Bravo. Congratulations, and good luck to you, John. See you soon. Well done. All
2: right,
1: time for us to take a break. And uh, more to come on Tennis Channel Live. We got a battle of lefties on the grass in Queens. Chapo and Feli. This is good stuff. Highlights when we get
0: back.
1: Back to London, Battle of the Lefties. Dennis Shapovalov and a two-time champ at Queen's Club, Feliciano
2: Lopez. Yeah, and Lopez in the near court, actually defending champion because he won the singles and the doubles 2019. And this looks like a delicious match, but Shapovalov, that big lefty serve of Lopez went right into the Shapovalov forehand because he's a lefty as well. Shapovalov did not face a break point the entire match. He's serving very well. He looked very comfortable today on the grass. He was attacking the Lopez second serve. Lopez only won 34% of his second serves. Chapo engaged so much energy and he looked terrific. Over the 39 year old, still looking so young, Lopez.
1: So the Canadian is moving on. Been a good day for the Americans on the grass. And another one. Paul, you called the match.
3: Francis Tiapo, taking on Victor Troitsky. Yeah, this was a good one for Francis. Coming off a challenger title last week, early on in the first set, he was down love 40 and actually ended up winning 12 points in a row uh, to hold serve, then break at love and got on a nice run, played offensive tennis throughout. And I thought this was a really good mental match for Francis. He's supposed to win. So there's a different kind of pressure for him, right? Because he can't just go out there and swing freely. This is a big match for him to get to the quarterfinals. Huge forehand cross court here. Did so many things well, but most of all was the composure. Big moments in the tiebreak. He's the one that was more solid. He played great tennis, got a big lead in the tiebreak. Gave himself that cushion and then served it out at 6-3. So a really nice win for Francis and continues his winning ways on the green grass over in England. If Francis Tiafa
1: moves into the quarterfinals, he is going to play Denis Shapovalov. What do you think of that matchup?
2: One? You know, I really like uh, Francis's chances. The fact that he won Nottingham, and now he's won seven matches on grass. The surface is so usually so difficult to play on, so difficult to adjust to. The fact that he has so many reps on the surface, he's feeling confident. That, that win last week, to win a title, that really boosted his season and his confidence.
3: Yeah, nothing better like winning at any level. It gives you a great vote of confidence. And again, Shapovalov, he just has to play his style and just kind of weather the storm. Chapeau's the big swashbuckler, right? So Francis needs to be really buttoned up and be the solid one out there.
1: Well, while we're talking about young Americans, let's get to our social net and see what's going on in social media. and. Well, how about Taylor Fritz? I mean, what, like a a little over a week after knee surgery? Yeah, it's
3: a week and two days. Unbelievable. I'll tell you, I know Thomas and the guys working hard on the cameras here are going to be really disappointed because this is me, guys. I may be getting an Emmy for this, but it's actually (laughs) all about the health of the man swinging the racket. Taylor hit for about 20 minutes yesterday. Looked good out on the court. Didn't do much movement at all. Looks like he's moving a lot here, but that's not really how it went. How does it feel? He said it felt great. Said it felt a little bit stiff, but it felt great. And uh, he's back hitting again this morning. Doctor this afternoon. Fingers crossed. But he's doing a good job. And will really
2: he right. make a decision? About
3: uh, next few days. Moving. We'll see what the doctor says this afternoon, and then we'll go from there. But uh, he wants to get over to England wants to play. So we'll see how he holds up. All right. That's
1: good stuff from Taylor Fritz. Good to see him in. We had Oscar Joe says. Uh, Instagram stuff earlier this week. It's Faye True, by the way, on Insta. So we figured we'd show a little bit more. There's, there's Rafa with the, with the big forehand. And then, of course, holding the trophy aloft is Novak. And Oscar takes requests from some players. We made a request and Oscar came through. There she is. You <laughs>
2: got now some ups, Tracy. Talking. That's the highest I've ever jumped in my life. How great is that? you got some I'm...
3: serious springs in those kicks. And I, awesome. look
2: how big my feet are, of course. <laughs> like I can jump five feet with those. Uh, well oh my gosh. Off platforms. That's a lot of fun. Look at that wooden racket. That's good perfect. connection there. That's Thank perfect. you
1: again to Oscar Hinojosa and it's Faye True on Instagram for doing that. That's great stuff. That's very yeah. sweet. Great stuff. <laughs> that, is, that is some really good stuff. Alright, so Look, it's time for us to to take a break, but we come back. Here's the look at the schedule as we go to break for tomorrow on Tennis Channel. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. quarterfinal Friday on Tennis Channel. Here's a look at your featured matches. Uh, not a bad one in the bunch. What stands out to you, Tracy?
2: For me, I'm going with Sebastian Corda against Umber. I love to see a rising star, how they handle the fanfare and all the pressure, and I'm just going to be honest, I love watching them play. He's yep, so smart.
3: Good, good one. I'm going to go with Jesse Pagouli at the bottom against Vika, see if Jessie can keep that good streak going. She's been great this year. Another opportunity.
1: Speaking of uh, of Vika, she's actually, Vika's the one that had our hot shot of the day today. I know it's a little bit early. Let's get to it, though. And this is a vicious forehand slice from Vika.
2: He takes a full cut at a forehand slice. Watch this. And it has so much spin. Even Kerber, who is... A veteran can't read how this is going to move to her left and I mean, just stop.
3: That's unbelievable. That's just like slicing the salami at the deli right there. That's about seven slices in a row. Just a great move. Look at that. Yeah, she. I mean, she took a cut at that with some intent.
2: Looks like a trick shot. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Good. Look, absolutely. so far so good on the grass. Uh, we're finally comfortable. What is it that you call like the soreness that players feel like once they were playing on the grass a
2: little bit? Can you say that word? Uh,
3: it's cable. You can it's say cable. it. Grass ass. Grass ass.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why is that? Why do you call it
3: that? Because you know, the well, first few days you get out there, the old glutes get pretty tight, mm-hmm. right? And the hamstrings and quads get tight. So look out for the dreaded grass ass. Because right. you have to
2: get
1: lower. Lower. Uh, yeah. that's exactly. right. And Kerber gets about as low as you can get on grass, and she still couldn't get to that <laughs> slice. And that's it for us on This Day on Tennis Channel. It all starts again at 5 a.m. Eastern Time, quarterfinal Friday. Thanks so much for watching. For Paul and Tracy, I'm Russ. See you tomorrow.